hello there and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? I do. It's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch, but there was something truly special about riding your trusty steed to Blockbuster to pick out a movie by hand to watch when you got home. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era, see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte. Joining me as always, two dudes whose great-great-grandpas used to ride with the Dirty Underwear Gang out of Liberty, Missouri. Sean Pryor and AJ Vince, how the heck are ya? Like family, like other family. They, I, uh, yep. You know, I, we had the bird dogs thing. And I said I, I wouldn't trust it if I didn't wear underwear, and I, that's a reason for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You you still wear underwear with bird dogs? Yeah, I Dude, have to. I have. That's to. been the most freeing thing in my life. It's I yeah. Envy is, that. is leaving the dirty underwear gang? Right. Right. To, right. to go to the dirty shorts gang. <laughs> to, 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 to go to, to go to the dirty bird dog gang. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. My my grandfather his his nickname was the Belgian Buddy because he was just such so nice to everybody, even the people he killed. So uh, yeah. He was, but he turned out to be a pretty nice guy, and then he just joined a different uh, mafia called Insurance. Cool. There you go. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, boys. Dirty rat bastards. (laughs) On today's episode, we dive right back into the world of Westerns like we never left. This movie might not be in the top 10 Westerns of all time, but it sure is on everyone's list for pure motherfucking entertainment. This movie taught us what it's like to be a regulator, fighting for your friends. Certainly the best on-screen portrayal of Billy the Kid. We are, of course, talking about 1988's Young Guns. Well, damn, dang it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another nostalgic journey to the past with the Confused Breakfast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy wherever you are in the world. Take it away, boys. (laughs) If you are new to this podcast, we're going to be reviewing Young Guns scene by scene with a modern eye. But in order to do that properly, we got to talk about it with pure nostalgia. AJ, tell us the first time you saw this movie, what your rating was back in the day. I will. Uh, can I first say that uh, you cut out the part that I get to respond to you in the, I, in the introduction? No, I, I combined it. I sort of like combined it with the big thing because I, I said it. So I said like the same thing twice, so I combined it. I Mike's see. trying to cut down on time, just second by oh, second. Oh, dude, on for sure. Show. Yeah, like minimal. if I if I could just not say that twice. Yeah. Then, like, I feel like the show is going to get shorter, yeah. which makes more people listen. Yeah. Which, which then I just helped make up for. Yeah. I've been waiting for you. It's been like five episodes. I've been waiting for you to bring it up. I, that's why, like, the last couple of times I've just been like, yep, just randomly in your introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep you on your toes, man. And so I'm like, we'll see if anyone else notices. Anyways, Young Guns. Well, man, the Mighty Duck Man himself. And he decided to go back in time and not come back. And that is basically how I thought about this. And then I also realized he he linked up with Topper Harley, who also went back in time uh, from Hot Shots. And then, and then you mean to tell me that they got the one, the only Lou Die Phil? Yeah. Yeah, man. <sighs> Le Bombay. Man, oh, man. I loved this movie. When I was a kid, I would watch this movie, and I wouldn't seek it out because I did, like I didn't really know even what the movie was. I just saw all these guys that I knew and loved in this movie. Kiefer Sutherland, I mean, and so I was enthralled by the cast 
as a young young lad, and I was like, I I want to I want to be a rebel. Um, turns out you really don't though. No, you don't. You, they all do just that. end up dying. And uh, but no, I was enthralled with the movie every time it was on like TBS or or TNT or whatever. I would watch this movie, and it was like a cool Western movie to me as a kid. So I will tell you, this is probably like uh, an eight point. One five. Eight point one five. Sean, what about you, man? You gotta go back pretty early in this show's history to a uh, little episode entitled um Well, the Price is Right episode. Yeah. yeah. Um there was a uh story in there of me visiting a uh, elderly home. No, I'll, it's I'll a say. very un unmemorable story. Yeah. Really really you don't really have to go back in time to listen to that. People's a lot of people say old folks home. Yeah. Oh. A lot of people would call it that. What um, would you call that? Well, <laughs> Um, when my brain's not firing, a pre-funeral home. <laughs> yeah. um, Which is what it is. <laughs> if, if you really still, think about it and break it down. It's still funny. He didn't even go to hospice. He went to... No. <laughs> no. No, you don't go. It's too expensive. Um, you, so this guy that we like uh, hung out with um, would show us westerns like John Wayne and everything. like Mostly John Wayne stuff. And that's kind of where I, I, I uh, watched The Searchers and uh, uh, The Cowboys and then he would just put on this movie, Young Guns. And so... This is for you, Young Guns. I was... I mean, like, it was it was pretty perfect that, uh, like, you know, I didn't want to, like, talk to him. We just watched a movie with him. <laughs> so, And then he gave us some pocket knives, and we got him taken away. But um, I, I liked it back then for that. I don't think I had ever seen it uh, again until this moment. Wow. Um, but back then, I thought it was fine. I thought it was probably a 6.5. 6.5 for me... Um, if you had asked me a week ago, this was going to be a 9.5. Mm. And I was strictly going to talk to you about how awesome the John Bon Jovi soundtrack was. And that was going to be the main basis for... A how, week ago? Yeah, a week ago. I was like, oh, the John Bon Jovi soundtrack. I had it. I love this movie. And then, then I watched it. I'm like... Where's the John Bon Jovi? And it's like, oh, that's Young Guns too. too. And so I know I've I know I've seen this because it all feels the same. It's like it's one has not John Bon Jovi, one has John Bon Jovi, but mm. otherwise the same movie. Yeah. So you got to subtract points for not having John Bon Jovi. Uh, sure. So my nostalgic rating is going to be a six. Jeez, okay. that's a lot of points to subtract, John, dude. Blaze of Glory. Have you heard that song? Did Did number two have on a steel hose? It had everything. It had it all. It had it all. Well, then, yeah, I guess that's about three and, and wait and wait till you understand what characters they added to the movie to be mm. the rest of the young guns. We'll are talk we, about that. We, We're doing it next. Oh, week. We're yeah. doing young guns too. We're doing it next okay. week. Young We're just going to do that immediately. We got to go to executive producer Bud Larson. Here's what he had to say. This was his movie of choice. And we're glad to have you, bud. This is what he said nostalgically. He said, I remember watching this on HBO when I was a kid. I like outlaw westerns. My friends and I watched this a bunch. I had the VHS and DVD. Ooh. I also did a book report on Billy the Kid when I was in elementary school. I did, too. Nice. I definitely did. Uh, I'm, I am also a movie quote guy from Buckshot, Buckshot Robert saying, let's dance, to Billy saying, I like these odds during the shootout at the end of the movie. Who doesn't remember saying, regulators, mount up. It probably had more to do with the Nate Dogg and Warren G song regulators than the movie Young Guns, <laughs> but I remember it from the movie first. Nostalgic rating would have to be a straight up eight. 
Guys, that's going to take us to a 7.16 nostalgically. That's very, it's very decent, right? That's uh, actually tied in the 60th spot with Fast and the Furious. Okay. Is how we feel nostalgically about that that movie. I like it. So we're going to strip it all the way now. We're going to talk about it modern day. That's how we're going to rate it from here on out. And we got to learn about the pertinent, important details of the movie. Sean, what do you got? Young Guns was produced by Joe Roth, Chris Kane, and James Robinson. Written by John Fusco, Fusco. You tell me. Cinematography by Dean Semler. He also did uh, cinematography for The Road Warrior, uh, Young Guns 2, City Slickers, uh, Last Action Hero, Triple X, The Longest Yard, Cocktail, Super Mario Brothers, and Waterworld. Let's go, baby. Music by Brian Banks and Anthony Martinelli. Directed by Christopher Kane. He also did The Next Karate Kid. Cast, Emilio Estevez, Kiefer Sutherland, Lou Diamond Phillips, Charlie Sheen, Dermot Moroney, Casey Samasco, Terrence Stamp, Jack Palance, Terry O'Quinn, and Yen Sun. And also, Tom Cruise? Ah. After coming... After coming off the success of his after coming after coming yeah. off the success of his screenplay for Crossroads, writer John Fusco set out to complete his script about Billy the Kid and the Lincoln County War. Having worked together before, director Christopher Kane read the script and just uh, and after just sixteen pages, the director agreed to do the project. After looking for a production company and getting turned down by by TriStar, who hated the script, the independent film financiers Morgan Creek ad- agreed to fund the movie and oversee production. Principal photography began on February 8th, 1988. Morgan Creek wanted a fast turnaround for the release of the film, hoping for a summer blockbuster. They wanted the film to release in August of that same year. This made the production film... Uh, at a lot at lightning quick speed, which made for some ingenuity where a lot of the shootout scenes and fight scenes in general were all improvised right on set. The set was also very cordial and a great time, apparently. The, the primary cast would pull pranks on each other and try and lift one another up like when Emilio Estevez was just coming off a breakup and Lou Diamond Phillips would send him funny things like a sheep with makeup dressed up uh, to his dressing room. Dude, hot young men just having the time of their lives. Whatever, man. man. Just drinking. Dude, I'm, I'm sure, like, the, you know, oh, yeah. we got Charlie Sheen. We got his brother, Emilio Estevez. It is his brother. Um, Lou Twins, Phillips. Basil. Twins. Twins. Uh, cocaine. Just all the cocaine. Uh, Young Guns was released on August 12th, 1988, and on a budget of $11 million, the movie was indeed a modest bo- modest blockbuster, taking in $56 million at the box office, garnering a sequel and a rumored third movie yet to be filmed. Boring. Up next, we have AJ. You did some research for us. AJ talks about ratings from critics and fans alike. What do you got, bro? Guys, they literally thought that this movie was getting too bloody, so oh. they just started to cut out the blood, but we ain't going to cut out the, the tomato, tomato meter. Gross. Yeah, you know. <laughs> kind of a splat here. There's a bit of a 42 per- Oh, sorry. No, no. 42%? Four, 42%. But I do want to throw it out there that every once in a while you find a little... 42 is not great. It's not great. But you find out the company of movies we've done mm. that are also 42s. I'm, I assume Fast and the Furious is in there. No. Okay. Oh. Just Friends, Teen Wolf, Rad. For, is 42 just Say some no weird more. magical spot where it's like, no, it's actually really good. Say no more. You guys are idiots. You it, watch those movies all over and over again. It's most just a Friends is a 10 for AJ, so. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, well, not anymore. <laughs> sorry, guys. Uh, so, sorry, Ryan. Uh, we're on a first name basis. Uh, this is, uh, obviously, audiences disagree then with all of those movies, 
in this particular case, it's 76% mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they gave this. Um, and if you are talking about IMDb, you're going to be talking about how I uh, missed my cut on my photo. 6.8. <laughs> a 6.8 at IMDb. 6.8. All the movies we've done tied with Wedding Singer, Bloodsport, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Fast and the Furious. Nice. Bloodsport, baby. Bloodsport. Let's go. Uh, so, yeah, 6.8 from the IMDb land. Guys, the critics had some things to say about this movie. Um, and I'm surprised... I'm surprised they didn't have more negative like reviews. If all these guys are, if this is ending up at 42 uh, percent, uh, and the New York Times gave this an 80 out of 100. Young Guns is the best is best watched in the playful, non too serious spirit in which it was made. Though the film concentrates re- uh, reverently, I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, on its young stars, it also includes good performances from a few grown-ups, notably Terry O'Quinn yeah, as buddy. a lawyer and Jack Blanche as uh, as the story's wild-eyed villain. Big Jack Blanche fan. Yeah, man, um, it's fun. It, uh, like I, I wonder if a lot of people will talk about like the historical accuracy in this because, man, we'll we'll get we'll get to it. But it is fairly accurate, fairly accurate. It's kind of fun. I, I agree. Um, Chicago Reader, Jonathan Rosenbaum, we've had him here uh, talking about this before. He uh, disagreed. He's like, I'm giving this 20 out of 100. See, two Chicago out of Re- 10. Huh? A two out of 10. I know. 0.2 out of one. Wow. Um, <laughs> it just gets worse from there. It does. Uh, full of odd <laughs> notions and interludes. The movie never really comes together, uh, but fitfully suggests a cross between Boys Town and Greaser's Palace. Mm-hmm. Some viewer ratings, guys. Uh, let's start in 1998 uh, from Karma 9. Karma-9. Not bad. Not bad at all. But I didn't want to give it a star rating. Maybe they didn't back then. <laughs> I usually steer clear of Westerns having made, uh, ex- have, having made the experience that so many are cliche to an unhealthy extent. Young Guns takes, the, uh, takes from the cliche and adds to the sympathy for the characters. Historical accuracy isn't given uh, everywhere in the film, but the actor's great job makes up for that. I wanted to, uh, you know what? I feel like somebody's toying with me, but they are writing good Reviews. <laughs> and I believe B-Hole Shebang um, was was the one who helped us out on Rocky, Okay, I want to say. <laughs> the one so, that we made the TikTok video. That we made yes. a TikTok video. I can, I can think of nobody else. Let's do it. Let's just, uh, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Jump in, man. I, I'm going to jump on in. I, I, I'm going to not save you for last. No, I am going to save you for last. Fuck. Johnny Vino, sorry, uh, is going to be doing this first. Let's be let's be real, fools. Uh, ten out of ten. Shit. The series became two of the most impactful movies of my teenage years. Sure, things aren't a hundred percent historically accurate, but most movies are made for Hollywood. What the hell? The low <laughs> ratings, in my opinion, reflect people that have no spirit for adventure and curiosity of life. If you were enthralled with a movie. After watching it for years, like I was from my teenage years uh, in, into my late 40s, you would feel a sense of adventure uh, that doesn't exist in today's, uh, in today's day and age. I love the series for what it is, uh, and it had the best actors. F the historic actor accuracy and enjoy the story uh, as, as if it was just a new adventure show to watch. Okay. I love that. That's love exactly that. what I say about James Bond. Yes. Stop trying to make points out of it read it like a, like watch it like a comic book except goldeneye 
except Goldeneye. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is my, this is my thought. No, AJ loves Goldeneye. <laughs> we know this. I well, love it. Well I, done, you know what else he? I love? Pierce Brosnan. That's my James Bond. What else I love about James Bond is the historical accuracy as well. I know. Me too. Yeah. He's so good. Um, so on point. All right, guys. Seven out of ten. Hyena. Five, five point three from AJ is not loving Golden. Guy. <laughs> right, by the way, Golden Go guys. <laughs> it probably should have been one I revisited because I felt bad about giving it that. Because don't. don't. Well, I do. Go. So. You're thinking about the game. It's fine. <laughs> Mike's like, you're right. Mike's 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 sitting over here. He's like, AJ, you're taking away all the time that I saved from cutting that one line in my intro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Soon, before you know it, this everyone whole, stop. Keep going. Before you know it, this whole segment's gonna be gone. <laughs> all, all of a sudden, it's like, well, thanks, Sean. Now, now it's time to review the movie. <laughs> I am the holder of the notes, so I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> oh, okay, seven out of ten, guys. Hyena the kid from Behold She Bang. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Warning, spoilers. Uh, Emilio Estevez as Billy the Kid is part psychopath and part hyena, laughing hysterically as he guns people down. He seeks vengeance for the murder of a man he barely knows, not that he needs an excuse to kill people, but he continuously puts his own life in danger because he's adventurous, uh, I guess. <laughs> Follow, following him is a great cast uh, of young actors, but it's not really clear why they follow him. Uh, as they would be much better off seeking their vengeance without Billy. Charlie Sheen plays the ultimate voice of reason for the group. Who saw who saw that coming? <laughs> <laughs> that is really true. <laughs> Jack Palance uh, plays our ultimate bad guy, an Irish gangster cow baron without the slightest attempt at an Irish accent. Nice. Quit stealing my bits. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, it's basically the same character he played the following year in Batman. It is. <laughs> totally is. <laughs> he was using this as prep for that. Uh, when he calls out for his sex slave, China, I half expect him to accidentally call out sugar bumps. <laughs> the best part of the film is the score. It's so fantastically cheesy 80s and set against the Old West. Uh, it is weird and wonderful. Not the best overall film, but a great cast and really fun to watch. Well said. Good job, B-hole. Thanks, B-hole. Well, today's sponsor is here to help us out all this fall. It's a busy time of year. You got to get the kids from school to all their practices and extracurricular activities. The daylight's getting shorter and shorter, and you got to find time to get to the pumpkin patch. Start up your scary movie watching schedule. There's so much to do. Dinner gets lost in the shuffle here, and HelloFresh is here to save the day by handling all the meal planning and shopping to deliver everything you need to cook up a tasty meal right at home. Not only are you saving money because of how affordable HelloFresh is compared to eating out and ordering delivery, but they're also saving you time by not having to go to the grocery store and most certainly buying stuff you aren't even going to use. Take your pick from 40 weekly recipes that suit your lifestyle from veggie to family friendly to fit and wholesome. You can even choose the quick and easy recipes and 15 minute meals if you want to save even more time. I don't even have to tell you how much I love 
cooking at home. Like this has been a huge, crazy, like revitalization in my life. I never knew I liked it. I don't know anything about cooking, but these recipes are so easy to follow. It's impossible not to be considered a master chef. Once you feed your family, I blow myself away every single time with how it tastes. My wife is responsible for getting the baby bathed, you know, and getting her to sleep. So I just step into the role of cook in the house and I couldn't do it without America's number one meal kit. Hello fresh. I promise you're going to love it as much as we do. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50 Confused Breakfast and use code 50 Confused Breakfast for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. That is pure insanity. Click the link in our bio. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50 Confused Breakfast. Use code 50 Confused Breakfast. If you're thinking about pinching pennies for the end of 2023 and you want to add a super fun thing to your nightly routine, this is what you do. HelloFresh, thank you so much. Well, boys, in case our audience didn't know, we're regulators. Uh We regulate any stealing of this property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. You got to be handy with the steel, if you know what I mean. Darn tootin'. Earn your keep. Confused breakfast. Mauno. Here we go. So scene one, in Lincoln County, New Mexico, cattleman John Tunstall hires a wayward young gunman named Billy to join the regulators who live and work on his ranch. Tunstall tries to educate and civilize the young men in his employ and clashes with rival rancher Lawrence Murphy, a well-connected Irishman in league with the corrupt Santa Fe ring. Can I bring up one thing? Yeah. This is the this is the problem that I'm hoping our wide audience can fix, right? When I go to any app and I'm like, I got to search to see if Young Guns is on there. The minute you finish typing Young, what do you think pops up? Young and the Restless? Nope. Young oh. Frankenstein? Young Sheldon. God. Young Sheldon. There are more people out there trying to find Young Sheldon Clamoring than there are any other that. movie that has the word Young in it. I quit. Who watches that show? I quit. So all I'm saying is, can we all just agree to like search for Young Guns? Can we? All yeah. At once? Let's, let's just do it right now. Everyone, get on their Everybody. apps and and search for Young Guns and click on it because that's how it's going to be cemented in there. And whoever is making and like we're on a strike right now. Yeah, I'm still I'm sh- certain they're still making Young Sheldon. Well, it's because there's no writing involved. It just they're just like here's a kid. It's a great fucking hey, point, Mike. Here's, he's a, a, nerd. here's a kid, and what, he's like a nerd, but he's but it's kid, funny. But it's it's different because it's juxtaposed against his family, who's kind of not. Yeah, they're, and d- it, they're it, dumb compared to and him. And you like it because it's the guy from that one show, but it's the young yeah. version of him. Which, by the way, I love. What is his name? John something. Uh, John. He's great. Uh, uh, Tunstall. There we go. Thank you. Yep. I love John Tunstall in, you know, but I don't watch that show. Anyways, no. John Tunstall. Um, John Tunstall is the man that everyone needs in their life. Yeah. Yeah. If you're like it, he is, he is the Western's dad. Yeah. We talk about Tom Hanks being America's dad. This is this is the old West, old West dad. dad. Yeah. Now, in reality, yeah. he was like 24 years old. Yeah. They said he was that's, younger. That's besides the point, guys. <laughs> they like, said he was younger than pretty much all the dudes. Yeah, except a lot of them. for Billy. Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Only one. Do you know how hard it is to like get young, like older people to follow you if you're younger than them? 
This guy had to be because this is a this is a true historical person. This guy had to be a master. He's a well-to-do uh, kind of businessman. From, yeah, I mean, he was actually English, and uh, yeah, I mean, he just was just had this way about him. Apparently, he just had this way with words, and like if you if you have the gift of gab and are charming, uh, dress of, well. of any any percentage of your personality, you are you can influence some people. He, I think, he nails it in this movie. I like oh, yeah, I, yeah. I would follow this man in He's this great. movie. He's yeah. great. I love I love his role. What is his name? I'm so sorry. I can't because I, I love him in every he's one of these guys I want to watch in every turn yeah. stamp. Turn stamp. Love him in, in everything I see him in. And uh I just love the idea that like yeah they you know it is again it's Hollywood. I read a lot of reviews it's the same way. It's like you know you got to give the Hollywood idea you have and to. it's very tough to make it seem i would love to see like a very historical version of this story but, but at the you? same time yeah, like i would because i would love to see how young john tunstall 24 year old <laughs> john tunstall really got these guys to do this where right. he came from and what he did but we don't have time in this the, movie. you're exactly he, right. he's a handsome man too in exactly. real life like, yeah extremely okay. handsome like Surprisingly, the real guy was? Yeah, they're like all these old West photos, especially Billy the Kid, they just look like they... <laughs> he looks so Everyone bad. looks like they got the shit kicked out of them just before they took a picture. But <laughs> Hey, we need makeup done? All right, just let's all kick the shit out of him. I, I think, let's initiate him into the regulators everyone, before his photo. Everyone take a shit in your hand and rub it on his face because <laughs> that's what he's going to look like. Good oh, God. God. There's going to uh, be a podcast in the future talking about him. We got to make this photo I, look I do, terrible. I do like the 80s attitude version of sepia tone. <laughs> Shut up. Sean, no, you don't. No, you don't. Sean, you do not version. say that with a straight face that you love the way this intro looks. I, I love the way. No, I don't. Um, it's so you bad. Might as, you might as well have Don Henley on a guitar. Like, <laughs> like, like while this is going on, you know I, it I basically mean? does. I like how cheesy it is, but like for uh, and like, I don't really take this movie that seriously. And I don't think you're really supposed to. I think they're kind of in on the joke a little bit. Maybe you guys think differently, but um, uh, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Okay, yeah, I, it's just like the it's pure like capital A '80s, as we say. Yeah, um, another short idea. Um, I love that. But um, yeah, I just I, I like how they're just going for it. Like we have all these like '80s teen heartthrobs. Yeah, as these uh, characters, we're gonna we're gonna play on that, you know. But uh, yes, yeah, hundred percent. Like I love it. I didn't know that I needed an '80s music old west movie i didn't know if it was going to work for me i didn't know if i needed it but i did because it's fantastic and this them winking at the camera i know music video but but why the sepia tone or whatever like that like (laughs) if they if they had just made it look normal i would have been like greatest intro we've done yet yeah like i i don't know i was so in until the fucking shitty film yeah it looked like a terrible like snapchat filter that they they grained it up real hard yes like you you are like the moment and by the way you don't even you're so caught off guard by it now. I'm sure when I was a kid I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. man. I've never seen that effect in a Paul Abdul music it's video. It's like it's yeah. like I want to be like that too. Wink. <laughs> Standing in the bathroom Standing trying to, in learn the how to wink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh like in the mirror you're just like <laughs> I got I got it. <laughs> it's not like the rad intros of no. the bikers like no. <laughs> and Tony Holly- Tony Rods. Hollywood Mike Miranda. <laughs> Tom Tommy Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, no, like it, it is a it is a, a point of like, man, I thought this was really cool. And now now I'm at the point watching it where I'm like, oh man, I feel like awkward. 
Yeah, I feel awkward kind of watching this. Like they, 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 somebody directed them on how to do this, and I feel like wow, they took time out of a budget to do this. Yeah, so felt a little weird during this. Yeah. One one thing on on the cast as well, like you know what makes me feel awkward is I cannot take Charlie Sheen as like a second in command seriously whatsoever. Mm. He's like, like, like get, on, get on up. I'm like, dude, no. Like, <laughs> when, he, when he tries to toughen up his voice, yes, it's like what I have to do when I'm like when I was trying to train my dog Scout. You know, like. <laughs> It's like you can't, you can't, you can't have a dog like that and not like be stern with them. Hey, but I don't gotta, do that, I gotta man. act tough, right? But you got Charlie Sheen saying, "Regulators." <laughs> like, no, it's, it's sort of like it feels like, like I even just did that better than he did. Yes, so. <laughs> he, he put some like pumpkin seeds in his lip to like make it look like he was showing. He was like, "Regulators, yeah, I want you to get up on that horse now." Shut up, dude. It does. It feels like an alternate universe that we live in in this movie where like Emilio Estevez is the one drinking tiger blood. Yeah. And like and <laughs> yeah. Charlie Sheen's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but but for some at one moment in time, they sort of crossed roles in this movie and then went on. But I, yeah, but like Emilio, dude. I'm I'm all in on Emilio. I think he's great. Though. Don't you think? I think I honestly think that his role in this uh, would have been so much better complimented. Had you switched around Kiefer Sutherland and Charlie Sheen's characters? Ooh, okay. If you would have made Charlie Sheen Doc, and he could have been an actual supporting member, kind of to his brother, like okay. you know, in this thing, in, in this movie, and you had uh, Kiefer Sutherland as the guy who was trying to take the tougher role. Yeah, yeah I really do Dick think, Brewer. yeah, he would have been a better Dick Brewer. I, dude, I, think I love you're him right. as Doc. He did a great job playing that character, but I think switching them up would have elevated. I, the I entire like him cast. better when he's more of a badass. When he's do more you, tough. Than the do you think that because of he's Kiefer Sutherland though? Because yes. he wasn't at this point. I That's don't a think. Good point. He he plays this role. I'm saying well, that. neither was Charlie Sheen. Like Charlie right. Sheen wasn't who we think he is sure. yet. You Kiefer know? Sutherland. Played, I think he does play a wonderful, like, you know, soft hearted, mm-hmm. like, poet, yeah. doc, want, wanting to help, shocked by the blood sort of situation. But I think that it would have been just better served. I'm interested in that for yeah. sure. I like yeah. that. Sean Penn was supposed to be Billy. Mm-hmm. I, I love Emilio better than that, I think. I think and so Pat, too. Patrick Swayze was supposed to be Dick Brewer. Yeah. I would, and I would have loved that. I that could have worked. It would have been really tough, though, to watch Patrick Swayze go down. Exit. Well, that's the thing. I, I, I think about it. If Kiefer Sutherland was in the role, you know, he's he's exits this movie halfway through. You're you right. Know? Shit, you're right. I understand. Yeah. But I still think it would I mean, have been like, more impactful. Exactly. That's that's what I ask myself. I'm like, would it be more impactful? Yeah. Um. I This whole group is fucking it's fantastic. I, 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 you know what? The, an underrated performance in this, Casey Samasco as uh, Casey Samasco. Charlie Beaudry. I think it's my favorite performance in this whole movie, and he didn't really go on to do much after. He's in one of my favorite high school movies, which I want you to see, Mike, because I know they're in your veins. Yeah, um, and I want to cover. I want to cover on the show sometime. Is three o'clock high? He's fantastic in that, and I think he's extremely underrated in this movie. Well, then we got to talk about the Jarrett Layoff actor database. Like you just got done saying, he's not in much, but believe it or not, of all That's the actors, of all the actors that we have done. In every movie we've done, and the ones in this movie, he is in the most. He's been in four movies. Wow. Back to the Future 1 and Back to the Future 2. Mr. Punchable Face himself, 3D Glasses. Mm -hmm. That's right. 3D Glasses. And he was also um, in Stand By Me. In Stand By Me. That's correct. Billy. Yeah, Billy in Stand By Me. He's one of uh, Kiefer Sutherland's cronies. Yep. Yep. And again. 
It's kind of fun. And here we are oh, again. Whoa. Working together again. Whoa. Look at that. I, I agree with you 100%. I think he is underrated. Same with uh, uh, Dermot Mulroney. Yeah. Yep. Um, he's a great actor. He I love He kind of disappears it. in this. He does. Is he dirt face? Mm-hmm. He is uh, Dirty Steve. He's a mud kid. Dude, that guy's a mud kid for sure. He, they, I think, I think most of these guys are mud kids. Oh, you yeah. Know? I think I mean, you, were, you could not be a mud kid in, these, the, in the old west. These Hollywood heartthrobs, yeah, they, they're going to go do a movie and they're going to get actually dirty for yes. sure. Yes. Yeah. 100%. I like, uh, but uh, he's, got, Dermot, he's got such a distinctive face. Yeah. And honestly, they kind of take it away from him in yeah. this. And he, he definitely becomes a, a, a background character. But I do really like him in this. Is he the, is he the pugilist? No, 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 no. There's that's, that. That's Charlie. That's, Charlie. that's yep. Samasco. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. He's he's he is probably my favorite. Yeah. He looks like Tyler Childers yeah. in this movie. Like Ooh, today. Kinda. You know. But uh, one one more thing on uh, Dermot Mulroney's. Yeah. That, uh, they were all pretty committed to this ro- these roles. Um, they were like, hey, you can do Tootsie Rolls for the the giant wad of chew that you're gonna have in your mouth the entire movie. He's like, no, I'm gonna do chew. So when he Dude. was actually doing that, when he was actually like throwing tobacco in his in his fucking lip, he Jeez. was actually doing it. That's, so That's gross. That's so much. Hit it. If we were on a train to yes. go punch a face, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I mean, it has to be Jack Palance, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jack Pants. I mean, like he again, our our reviewer boner 69 or what What was it uh she bang yeah she, she bangs, bangs. Uh, he i mean he literally nailed all the notes i had on on lawrence murphy jack palance is like i didn't even know he was supposed to be an irishman until until i researched this movie mm-hmm. and it's like i well-connected irishman i'm like who's the well-connected irishman yeah oh it was oh it was the bad the bad guy okay like he makes zero attempts and again i think he was he was my second in line punchable face in batman, batman. And I didn't give it to him because we had to go uh, the cop. Yeah. So I think it's time for him to get his because he just maybe you can help me here. I just don't feel like he's a very good actor. Really? I just he just seems like the guy that's just like ah, I just say I my think, lines. I, like I think this. a lot of these later roles, yeah. it does he does get reduced to that, and he gets reduced to kind of his name. Yeah. To be completely it's, honest, it's very true. When you see like I think earlier performances of Jack Palance, like it's just it's like. It is a much stronger thing, but at this point, he's just reduced to this. I think know? he's, I think he's getting older, especially in like the, this this time period, and he's just like, I want to, I want to come, and I just want to chew the yeah, scenery, he which he, yeah, I hope, I hope he does. <laughs> I was, I was um, ignoring it. I was, I was like, Shit. Never, never, baby. <laughs> but I want, like, I, I feel like he's just coming to chew the scenery in this, and I think he does that really well. What does chew does. the scenery mean? It's like literally just like when you see a bad guy, he's just like. He loves being yeah. a bad guy, you know. Yeah. He's just like he puts that. He's got that. He's and like in this, I think he literally looks like he's chewing his ear. He like every time he comes like a close, but he's like, it's the equivalent <sighs> of a cow chewing its cud. Yeah, you know what I mean, that kind of a thing. But in in a in a like not so literal term, but he's just like, ah, <sighs> you're my number one guy. <laughs> and I love. By the way, I love that Jack Nicholson makes fun of him basically in <laughs> yeah, character so. on the movie. But that being said, uh, in Batman, but. Um, but I do agree with you. I think the the exception to this in his later roles is when, and hopefully we'll get to it, is like City Slickers. Did you yeah, ever watch okay. City Slickers? Okay, okay. Wonderful role in that. I don't think I don't think he's such a dedicated cartoon bad guy like he is in Batman and this. But they so just kind of like, said, "This is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do." And they probably kind of let him roll with it. And I think so. I agree with you. It's like I I, I don't I don't. I don't buy you as a as a no. bad guy. I buy you as a gritty anti-hero yeah. kind of a kind of a vibe. And when you go when he goes so far this way, 
uh, it's it is really tough. And there, I think I'm gonna I am gonna disagree with you on this, Mike, because I don't think the problem is is that I don't think that he is uh, he never makes an effort. It's the fact that he probably is making a really hard effort, and it's still okay. not working. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I'm mean? saying, like, oh, he's phoning it in. You're saying, no, he's trying really he's hard. He's trying. <laughs> and, like, there are points where I catch it every now and again, and I'm just like, yeah, but why don't you keep going? <laughs> like, you lose it halfway through a sentence, Jack. Actually, you can. He sort of has an Irish accent at one point, yeah. and then it's like, man, we're... He, we're. he Kevin Costner's it, and Rob, you know. It's like, it's like they, you know, in certain, like, scenes in a movie, like, you have to carry over continuity, so, like have the same face you were making when we said cut the last time and he's like no i'm not gonna do that tell your editor he's like, like, once you say action i will get in it so he's like like he's there in between takes just like okay can okay. i uh in three in like five seconds we're gonna get rolling here jack yeah 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 <laughs> are you ready or oh, yeah. uh, we, are you good or and five four well three. hang on hang on <laughs> nah, you boys are fuckers. <laughs> Cut. Yeah. More Irish accent. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> okay, whatever. What? This is Irish? <laughs> I uh, I, so thought, I thought this was the Wild I, West in America. I am doing an Irish accent. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of, it was a melting pot of literally <laughs> Yeah, yeah but culture. this is America. <sighs> Jack, <laughs> Jack, I need you to play ball on this one, man. This is 1880s. You can't be more racist today than you are. <laughs> I, I have to. I have to say. I, I think we need a now with all the discussion we've had about this. I think we need a a, a good brunch episode. Okay. Uh, for some recast on oh. on Young Guns. Ooh, that'd be you fun. You want to recast Young Guns? I think I want to recast Young Guns. So Young Guns three. Yes, we want to cast it. Right. Okay. Yep. Be fun. Well, before you move on, though, we got to talk about Lawrence Murphy actual historically. I don't know if you read much on that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he was pretty much terminally ill at this point yeah. and was Nothing not was not even involved in this story whatsoever. By the time the Lincoln County War came around, he was out of the picture. But I guess before he retired to a hospital, he sold everything to an aggressive young partner named Jimmy Dolan, who yeah. then Dolan was basically the guy that was killing him and doing everything. So, yep. <sighs> yeah. So last time I told you. Uh, about my uh, clothing brand that I wanted to start, uh, Wolf Den Wears. It was a couple of years ago that I really wanted to get going on this. We use Shopify for Wolf Den Wears. I'm so glad I found it. I went through like three or four different ones, but the reason I went with Shopify is because it puts you right in control of every single sales channel uh, that is out there that you're probably trying to utilize. So whether you're selling satin sheets on Shopify's in-person POS system or you're offering organic olive oil on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are literally covered, okay? Whether you're a band selling merch or a full-fledged brick-and-mortar, if you're not already thinking about the holiday season and the cold weather that's coming up, you're probably behind at this point, okay? You've got so much to do already. You've got inventory to manage. You've got shipping deadlines that are going to be coming up that you have to meet. You've got to update some seasonal photos. Maybe you've got to get a new layout on your website. Shopify will literally help you take care of all this stuff. It's so easy to upload. It's so easy to update your pricing, update your inventory, and keep track of it so that way you're not missing out on, on a customer who's ordering something that you don't even have, okay? Shopify powers... 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. at this point, guys. Shopify is truly a global force powering Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size, including me, uh, of over across 170 countries. 
Shopify grows with your business no matter how far or how big you need to grow. Thanks to an endless list of integrations and third-party apps, I use shipping integration, I use customer support integration, everything. Uh, You can do on-demand printing, uh, accounting, chatbots, anything that's going to help you save some time and revolutionize your business. Once you start selling, Shopify will make getting paid super simple by instantly accepting every single type of payment. So... Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash confused, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash confused to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash confused. So scene two, one of Murphy's hired hands, McCloskey, joins up with Tunstall while Doc attempts to court Yen's son, who is bound to Murphy. Murphy's men kill Tunstall, leading his lawyer friend Alexander McSween to arrange for the regulators to be deputized and given warrants for the killer's arrest. So we get to this dance scene and this like happy new year scene, I guess. Um, First of all, uh, when they celebrate... And shoot shoot guns up in the air, and like I can only imagine if like someone's not used to that. Like fuck, god damn it! You like just they just came from New York or something like that. Yeah, just like well, like AJ said, a a melting pot of cultures. You know, yeah. Like I'm not used to people just shooting guns when you know. I guess bullets were easier to come by than fireworks. No, apparently they were out there. Well, you didn't have you didn't have all the overseas manufacturers. Black Cat, you know, wasn't really a company at this right, point. Right, yeah. right. Lockheed Morgan. Yeah, you, you know, know. <laughs> they weren't setting up fireworks stands on the corner <laughs> on the corner of. Uh, it was illegal in New Mexico at that <laughs> point, but so they had to cross the border yeah. in Arizona. Right when they crossed the border, fireworks were all the illegal fireworks, in New Mexico. Yeah, all the they, fireworks. Stands. They had to go down there, and that was a hell of a trek down Dar- Death March Road. At, yeah, uh, at, yeah. The, at the what was it, Mike? It was the cross of Death March Road, and not so fun, <laughs> like Marquis. I don't know. <laughs> Native Americans, you know, it's, it's not looking kindly on us. Well, and in there, fireworks. Uh, I think it's the best New Year's Eve party I've ever seen. New Year's Eve is always that holiday where you're like, ah, oh, I'm so excited for this New Year's Eve. We're gonna go to this thing. Hey, just gonna get be your a open. balloon balloon drop, and there's gonna be champagne toast at midnight. It's gonna be. A, it's just always nope. a boring. I'd go to this New Year's <laughs> Eve party. Hell yeah. Camping, gambling, this dancing. This has got everything. Dancing. You're, meet, you're meeting up with your buddies. Be like, hey, did you get your open carry for this one? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you bet I did. Like, <laughs> Everyone gets six pops, all right? That's about it. <laughs> How do they keep track? I kind of uh, wanted the music from Back to the Future 3. Where's the easy top when you need them? Spinning their like the drums and guitar. Yep, that wasn't happening. I gotta say, as much as we love Kiefer Sutherland, he is a bit of a fucking creep in this movie, especially with Yen Sun. Um, When he's just basically takes her and starts dancing with her, she she didn't say yes or no. no. She just. He's asking had to go. He's asking for permission from the man yeah. of the house. Ask, ask, essentially, ask the man who owns her, and not the woman who owns herself. Yes. Well, it, I, and that's a that is again. We kind of find out. It's like, is it is she, maybe he recognizes she's employed, or like he says his her caretaker, mm. right? So it's not that he realized because he asked later on. It's like, oh. Yeah, the the nice like young lady that he's enthralled with at this point is like, yeah, if you want to call her that. I mean, it sounds like she's house entertainment he over there at she the Murphy for him or something. Like yeah, that. something okay. like that. 
And so, and you know, obviously different time back then. It was not, it was, there was not a lot of that. You were, if it if, like, say it was like a daughter, you'd go to the man in the house and say, I'd like to court your daughter yes. or something. Right. And that's kind of what he's trying to do. Be the, do the respectful thing at this point in time. And then you find out it's like, yeah, that's not what's going on here. Yeah. This well, is, even then, he's, he's like, like, yeah, you can fucking dance with her. I, what do I care? <laughs> I'm trying to do an Irish accent. I don't have time to care about this. Nine more people have danced with her throughout the night. Yeah. You're, you're going to be fine. If you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like, yo, yeah, this just turned weird. Well, he's like. Uh, but the, he is very, very and aggressive. The, and the points. butterflies and the, and the mountains. And uh, it's a, it's he's like, it's a poem. She's like, what the fuck did you just say to me? What? It's a poem. It's a, it's a poem. He's like, I wrote it. Like he gets very, very serious. I'm a poet. I'm a poet. I wrote it. I, I always regress. Like I always go back to the point of like it's, it's the most basic version of not a phone in sight. Yeah. And you have to think about how people entertain themselves and how they entertained each other and how maybe even rare it was to own a guitar or a mandolin or have a harmonica to be like like that's why these people in these like. Uh, like uh, bars and saloons, the people who are playing pianos are like, man, they're an artist. You know, it's not like today that you can go grab a first act guitar for like sixty dollars. We can grab a guitar right now. We and can start literally playing grab Matthew one songs. right now. <laughs> but you think about that, and it's like the entertainment. It's like he just starts doing poetry. It's like, is that how it's done? I think that's gotta. F- Probably be pretty the equivalent of someone being like picking up a guitar and being like, "Here, I wrote this song." I wrote this. It's probably the same equivalent, right? Yeah. yeah. Annoying to most, but some people might really find it enthralling. I mean, like AJ's saying back then, that's probably just the way to be able know? to go to a dance, like an event, a yeah. party, and be able to dance with a with a, a lady to be able to listen to music. How often do you that's actually ever true. get to listen to well, music in this world? And yeah. we talk about this a lot. Like uh, my band, the Pork Tornadoes, plays a lot of like county fairs. And and it's lost in modern day. In modern day, like, what's the reason for this county fair? Oh, yeah. like there better be rides. Yeah, and, and <laughs> cotton candy, so my kid has something to do. Yeah, but but back then, the reason they are there is for everyone to come together and be like, "Hey, haven't talked to you in six months. Like, how's everything going? Right. Wow, uh, maybe, maybe our kids could could get married someday. Like, you know, they're getting older. Would you want to trade some livestock or something like that? I mean, the the reason was to come together it's and have commu- and that's what they were doing in town. They were all coming together, going, "Oh, okay, uh, it's hey, socializing." There's, there's Bill and there's Steve. Yeah, all right, yeah. Like that's what it is. It wasn't back then. It like people didn't actually just sit, except for the old timers or yeah. something. They didn't actually sit in saloons for nope. freaking hours on day, and that's how you socialize. It's like these were these events that happened like hopefully like once every couple of months. It's probably like twice a year, and that New Year's Eve and sometime in the summer. You got to see people that you walked around in your Sunday best yep. or whatnot, and that's what you did. And uh, I, I, that's that's something that's very interesting to me yep. always about westerns is this is how they did meet, socialize, and do these things. But I have to say this, Mike. Speaking of uh, not communicating for six months, um, McCluskey is. We, we'll make the assumption he's like an inside man. He he completely right? he is right from the start. He's like, "Hi, I used to work for them, but now yep. I work for you." I called. It's him almost a, like he winks. I called him a fat sow. <laughs> they they linger on him after that conversation yes. for long enough. He might as well have winked, like yes. you yes. said. Yeah. It might have well been like. I'm not going to be in this movie much until this one important particular scene. Yeah, a hundred percent. You never and, see him again, do you? And if what's the point of having an inside man who, at this point, is a half a day's horse ride away? 
Is he writing letters and hoping they get there? <laughs> right. Is, oh my God. Like, is he handing letters to the mailman saying like, hey, don't tell anyone Dude, else about this? Later on, like, how does he know? What, what the hell are you? What information are you relaying to them when it takes you literally hours to try to communicate with them at any point in time? It's like, hey, where's McCluskey? He's been gone for like four <laughs> hours today. And he comes back and is like, oh, sorry, guys. I uh, uh, just had to run down to the uh, the well. The river to pick up some water. Here it is. What are you doing? Yeah, he, I never he, thought he's about got an that. alibi for this. So no wonder they're trusting him because they're like, yeah. what's he going to do? Mean, he, he can't go anywhere. <laughs> well, this is on Tunstall too because he doesn't vet. Like he he's got these group of guys and they're all trusting. pieces of shit. Why does he need <laughs> another one? Like, like Billy the Kid is a piece of shit. He tried to steal your. I mean, in real life, he tried to steal Tunstall's horse. There's maybe two that aren't pieces of shit, and yeah. that's Dick and Doc. Dick Doc. <laughs> Dick Doc. So Sounds like you're gonna happen. I did. <laughs> well, Chavez, hey, right. I would say Chavez is. Oh yeah, Chavez is like awesome too. Yeah. Uh, uh, should we talk about Lou Diamond Phillips? Are we, are we there? I don't mean to take now, transitions say, out of something. Let's save our Lou Diamond Phillips conversation for a later moment. Okay, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Let's uh, save it for that. <laughs> that's that's totally fair. That's um, called foreshadowing. So this uh this whole like murder of Tunstall was is like pretty damn accurate. Yeah. You know like um. In real life, I know they were like headed back wherever, and uh, they the boys just went and started to chase pheasants or turkeys. I think it was in real okay. Life. Um, like that was a fun thing to do back then. Speaking of not a phone in sight, that, drunk, that was they the were fun drunk they driving had. too. Exactly, they're out there drunk driving, <laughs> being but yeah, they, they, fun, just they being left Tunstall and then they just came up behind him and capped his ass. And like in real life too, it was pretty brutal because Ugh. they killed his horse because they knew they that he loved he loved horses. Uh, Tunstall did, and they also positioned their b- dead bodies in a way that what the horse was like cuddling Tunstall. In real life, oh my! Just God. to like when they found him, be like, "Hey, an extra fuck you." It's brutal. It's Jeez, fucked up. Oh my man. gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I never, I didn't read that in like the research of this. I'm kind of glad I didn't. Well, it's just like <laughs> I, I was shocked to find out that this '80s heartthrob casted movie was just like that. that yeah. I mean, this story is pretty. It's a pretty great fucking story. It is you know? a great story, and they they it do keep true. to it. And like, why would you why would you stray from it that much? Because yeah. it's a very cool story. There's fantastical elements of this movie that uh, like. Some of it's actually real. And I think the only reason some of them even aren't historically accurate is because they really had to pare down the casting of it. Yeah. They couldn't have 11 guys on there screen was a lot more regular, yeah. regularly. You know what I mean? That would be really tough. Regulators. That would be really tough to do. But um, but the brutality of that, killing the horse is like killing the dog. Yeah. Like that's I, It's like right up there. Every time there's a shootout, that's that's maybe the my favorite part of like non real real movies is oh thank god the horses didn't yes. get killed yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're shooting yeah, at right each other but go, not a not a dang bullet strays onto that horse and you're like thank god not but this one when they do that you're it's it's a brutal reminder of like what they were after yeah i mean it's it was a of extreme act of violence that did not need to happen, and I totally get the the vengeance that they feel. Yeah, 100%. and they're and these are not like these are kind of like rough dudes anyway that that are sort of being caged to be like nah yeah they're, they're like mutants like he learned to tame your yes, powers you're right yes. but now they're just like boom out of the cage. Out we're of the going cage. and now they got fucking Billy the Kid who doesn't give a shit about Tunstall. But Billy, I think in real life he did, but in this movie, okay, maybe in not. this movie maybe not. But yeah, in this movie, Billy the kid's like, well, who cares? But also, this is a great excuse to go kill people. Yeah, <laughs> it is how he sort of takes it. Yeah, I think I feel like uh, this is it's another instance where we're getting 
sometimes it's like too much of a time stamp t- mm-hmm. time lapse where we're you're right maybe a year went by <laughs> we, yeah we yeah. don't know how long he's been a part of this group but it makes it seem like he's only been there for like a couple of weeks you know a couple of days <laughs> and you're just like i guess <laughs> but, whatever but like and you feel that way because i think it feels like they haven't really accepted Billy yeah. into a, the group as much. Yeah. He's still a kind of an outsider, even of the regulators to a degree. And maybe because of the time they did, they, they didn't have to portray all of this, but, yeah. but like, like Billy, the kid didn't have like that great of a life, like his, his family life mm-hmm. or anything. He like ran away pretty early. And so like this Englishman comes along and gives him clothes and like teaches yeah. him shit. And like, that is tight. Gives him uh, like the first gift he probably ever got, yep. you know? Right. Um, like that, probably the first hair tussle he ever received. Exactly, yeah. <sighs> um, the first Irish accent he never heard, never really <laughs> um, got. But yeah, no, like it. They don't really get into that. So, but we have to re- review the movie as it is. Right. Yes. So, it, they didn't really read go the into book. That. <laughs> read the book, you idiots. It, hello, it's historically <laughs> factual. If you listen, if you look, did you see this against the facts? That <laughs> didn't even. I didn't even go down like that. Uh, not even not even 10 percent of it i think it's i think it's really fun though like uh, and I, this is one thing i'm not too sure of but um the deputization yeah of these guys um and i know that i know that in the old west they would do this for people who because they needed law yeah. they needed lawmen they needed to be able to deputize people to say we need assistance to to basically kind of help control what happens in these towns it's a free-for-all it is an absolute free-for-all it was in these cities these little towns and these these pop-up towns that are happening and growing and we're getting these concentration this concentration of people in these areas and and there's no law like we need to deputize people this is very random that they're like hey there's a group of guys now that they want they basically want vengeance but we don't have the manpower to like round up the people who did it let's provide let's an outside them. it's basically force? like you know what what they did was pretty fucked up uh let's just let's just get these guys deputized and see if they can bring them in well, and shit and like what you're saying is like the, the complete lawlessness of this area is like this wasn't new mexico at the time this was just a, ter- a, it's a u.s territory, territory right? that u.s owned yeah. you know they didn't call it new mexico there w- it wasn't a government it was just like right after the civil war everything was still all fucked up yeah. you know and so factions of people could just do violence on yes. each other and have no repercussions well, and think about it. Who, who better? We know we need to. We need. We need to bring Murphy's men to justice. But I'm not going up against Murphy. Like, yeah. So, who better to deputize than the only people that are dumb enough to do it? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Actually, I never thought of it that way. They're out for. They are out for blood. Yep. But I maybe maybe they are out for justice. But at the same time, we aren't going to do this. It's we, like, well, a couple innocent people might get killed, but at least they're going to get Murphy eventually. Yeah. Eventually, it'll it'll work out. Yeah. <laughs> I, think it'll, I think it'll be fine. You, tell those, you hey. tell those fat cats north of Richmond that, yeah. that we're, there's no law <laughs> down here, all right? It's, it's I hate the, when they get political. <laughs> it's the... <laughs> hey, that song was written for both sides. <laughs> kind of like that song okay anyway (laughs) (laughs) so scene three as the regulators attempt to take murphy's henchmen in alive billy guns down several unarmed men including mccloskey whom he suspects of still working for murphy newspapers paint the regulators as a deadly gang headed by a larger than life outlaw billy the kid if dick is the leader of this him (sighs) you obviously 
I just don't like Charlie Sheen. No, like, there's no lead, like no leadership in his bones. At Unless, all. Like, let's be honest. He looks, he looks like he bought a. They, they, they did. The wardrobe did not do a great job with him. They dressed him like it's a, a Halloween Express thing <laughs> with the shirt, the vest, the bandana. There's, there's only sizes. Like, it's large, extra large, two yeah, XL. Yeah, and they and and he wears a large, but they only had XL. Yeah, and like they put the vest on him, and that one was happened to be like too small for him, and so you're just like, and then they put the the badge on him, and yep. you're like, you you got a Halloween costume. <laughs> And I don't. He, he's it, still like recovering from pock marks on like, like yeah. on the side of the shoe. There's like a huge zit. It's like bleeding. Yeah, that's like for real. It's from, not like just, from like a um, just like blanks, a breakout from blank. I thought it was from blank. No, just guns. him having horrible oh. skin because he's so oh, young. You go. Got it. Well, there was the point that they they were shooting blanks. That was it. Yeah, I and think it was in this this bar. Like, they're like ceramic. Like uh, there yeah. was ceramic put in to make it more like intense. Yeah, and make them louder. And this like little bits of ceramic were shooting out at their their faces and like the, uh, like care. nicking nicking them and stuff like that. It's crazy. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Cocaine's man. a hell of a drug. Um, we, we talk a lot about bars that we want to go to, dudes. If this bar existed, right on the edge of a riverbank, yeah. surrounded by mountains, I would go there. Just around the river bend, mm-hmm. I would go to that bar. I would too. I don't know, I know. if I would like hang out. I would like. I'd like to stop there. Yeah. Yeah. And no. Have, no. And it's have not a your, beer and a whiskey. It's not your hangout. It's no. like let's do one time. Because you never know, you might go in the bathroom and some guy might tell you to look at his dick. Yeah. And you look because you're like, I want to check it out. But when you look down, it's actually a gun. It's, it's a, actually it's a, a gun. gun yeah. It's a penis gun. It's a dick gun. And uh, <laughs> but it wasn't being move. but it wasn't being held by dick. <sighs> Weird. But anyways, that's what I'm trying to say. Is like it's it's one of those things that if Dick's the leader of this gang, but then he yep. knowingly. He knows Billy is as uh, he he's off the cuff. He he's he's he can't. This isn't going to go well. He sends him in there. Th- this is when Dick loses full control. Correct. Yeah. If if Dick would have been the one to go in there with with yep. uh, another guy or something like that and said, "Hey, uh, what what's your nuts? We're we're here to basically haul you in for the murder of John Tunstall, of Henry Hill." Right? He yeah. says he's like, "Hey, Henry Hill, like we're here to arrest you for that," and. Then, then it would have been a different story. He would have actually solidified himself as a leader, but instead he sends Billy the Kid in there. Yep, and that's it. And well, because then actually from there, then that's when Billy's just up and shoots McCloskey right after that, right? Yep. Like, yeah, that's it's, right. It's full. They're full. It's fully done. Full tilt. We're it's going. A, it's a really cool scene too. I it like. Really I like how it's all kind of broken down a little bit. He's like, I saw that, and everyone's like, What the fuck are you talking about? I saw you look at him. Like you, he knows what I saw. Yeah. You know, that it was like, oh shit, like it, it gets me it got tense, tense, you know? And it, then, like, it was a very tense scene. I but think also, one of the better I'm scenes still of the movie. wondering, too, like, maybe he wasn't. Like, maybe he, d- he did work with them, but maybe he didn't right. do all of this. We like, don't actually every have time, to f- Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Did you really have to shoot him? Yeah. They, didn't I show, think did. they didn't show that one scene where he, like, is sneaking off. Yeah. They never showed us that. They never gave it. To it. Us. But you're right. Like, Maybe he was like, no, fuck that guy. Yeah. I hated working for Murphy. And he just blows his fucking head yeah, off. His head's a canoe. <laughs> maybe, maybe he knew something because of because they ran into Henry Hill's guys. Oh. You know, and he said, and he said, maybe we should go that way, right? And I, I, I do, I, I really like that. Now that you say that, I really do like that. That they left it kind of ambiguous. Yeah, I don't think they ever really solidified it because like, Billy the Kid, as a figure in real life too, is complicated because he did like he was kind of like a Robin Hood ish kind of thing, where he did like give to the poor, uh, but he, you know, he mostly only killed like bullies or like people who that like were 
shitty to oh, him, yeah. you know? He's like Boondock Saints. Basically. It's basically yeah. Boondock Saints. It's basically guys. that. He is, he's the living embodiment. He's the one person of those two brothers. He's got Veritas on Hey, yeah. shitty Irish accents? Hey! There we go. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. So we're in. <laughs> huh? Huh? <laughs> but, like, it is uh, sort of ambiguous because you're not sure how to... I'm, I'm not, anyway, sure how to feel about Billy the Kid. This is our... Yeah protagonist that we are watching in this movie but mm-hmm. is you know his morals maybe don't so much align with mine we talk about that all the time how we you're when you're given a a protagonist of a film you're generally led to believe that they are in the right mm-hmm. and you have to remember they're killing people oh yeah like it like john tunstall is a protagonist they're all dead yeah. bad guys this is Billy the Kid is not somebody to admire, necessarily. Except for young Mike Schulte and and Bud Larson doing their school reports in elementary well, school. Duh. Um, <laughs> you, you did a school report? Fuck yeah, on, on Billy the Kid. Yeah. And I think I remember thinking I wanted to be like him until I saw that photo of him. Oh, yeah. That one photo. <laughs> and I was like, no, nah, I don't want to be like him. Ooh, you know what? That changed my mind. <laughs> oh, I just, I think it's, I think it's interesting because yeah. you, he is, uh, he is a wild. He's a, he's a wild gun, man. But that's that's what makes this such a great fun story. Yeah, is because he it's like, man, Emilio is Billy the Kid to me. Like, do you, is that is that how you is. kind of feel on he, it? He just, I love the portrayal of him. Just the unhinged and the laughter and like the, like he seriously doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a shit. Sometimes the like the laughing and shit, like especially like when he got uh, all dressed up from Tunstall. Yeah. And like they were throwing, or Chavo's just throwing knives at that water bucket. He just, he just started blasting from the yeah. top. <laughs> Sometimes it it's gets to me. a little over the top. A little bit, but still. I, I do agree with you in, in general that he is Billy the Kid in, and, as far as Hollywood goes. And most people say that that was fairly true to his personality, yeah. who, he, who he actually was. And he was. actually was a fucking solid shot. Too. Yes. Like he practiced shooting yeah. things. See, I, I, I enjoy it. I I agree with both of you, though. I'm 100% on board with both of you that he just, there's a point, maybe it is Emilio Estevez just a little overdoing it, Mm -hmm. but the cackle gets a little much, but at the same time, it it does add to it. Yeah. So, yeah. If it were just another, like if Charlie Sheen were in that role, like it just wouldn't have worked. No. Like like we said earlier. No, I don't, I don't think it would have. What, what scene? So there, there's a scene. I I wish I would have written it down a little better. There's uh, two dudes on horses and, and they kill one of them. Uh, there's knife. They they knife one of them. That's yeah. just after they uh, just he after shoots this, McCluskey. Right? So the the one guy that got knifed, his name was Baker. Did you read who he who he actually was in real life? Oh yeah, wasn't one of them uh, Jack Palance? Yeah, Jack Palance's son. Yeah, uh, it was the dude that gets knifed on the horse. Nice. I don't know if he did much else other than that, but that's kind of a nice little yeah. uh, father son in the movie connection. Like, Even. Uh, the guy who plays Pat Garrett is uh, yeah. son, is John Wayne's son. John Wayne's son. Dude, I That's forgot right. about Yeah, the guy that plays Pat Garrett is John Wayne's son. It's kind of crazy. That's <laughs> yeah. really awesome. And he's like very stoic too. Like he yes. seems like a ghost in this movie for some he reason. He does. Like he's one kind of, the, of literally haunting Billy the Kid for one what of the, happens to him later. Things I never kind of realized what or I, I tried to make sense of Patrick Wayne, that was his name. There you go. Um Patrick Wayne. So because Billy the Billy the Kid meets Pat Garrett, mm-hmm. right? And so he meets him at the dance. Yes. And he says, One day I'll be that big. And I think to myself, I'm like, is he talking about like his height or like? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm like, I wait a second. It's like, I mean, he, he I can't is wait a, till I go to high school. He, he is a big guy. I mean, comparatively, <laughs> I was like, well, is, is that what he's talking about? And then I'm like, well, Pat Garrett was 
he was like an outlaw too, wasn't he? Basically, he was. I mean, he's they're they're so like juxtaposed yes, with each yeah. other because he, he's done some bullshit. Billy the Kid's done some bullshit, but technically Pat Garrett was on the right side. But it's like Tombstone. Remember we talked about all right. the fucking brothers did some pretty shitty shit, yeah. and they were like walking that line of like being an outlaw, and then like ah, oh, okay, we'll go into law. It was just the you way know? of life. Yes, yeah. yeah. It, it there. It's like they're you walked the fence, and until you ha- you fell off basically. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, Pat Garrett, if we, we don't need to discuss the whole story of no, the kid, Pat Garrett, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's fun that they met. And then eventually I think they, they actually rode and did things together mm-hmm. on the opposite it's side. It's fairly haunting. Like that's yeah. pretty, f- the famous part of the Billy, the kid story is, yeah. is the Pat Garrett kind of betrayal. Yeah. Uh, Cause it is a bit of a betrayal for him. Mildly, yeah. You can yeah. see it that way. Yeah, for sure. You're my friend. Yeah. Cause they have a respect for each other. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen the movie, uh, the kid uh-uh. with, uh, it's the guy. It's the kid from um, Beyond the Pines. Um, oh yeah, place beyond I, the pines. I know what you're place talking Beyond about. the Pines as and, uh, and Ryan Gosling. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Thank you. No, it's not. Oh, that. Okay. <laughs> um, but then uh, uh, Ethan Hawke, who plays mm-hmm. Pat Garrett, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's actually it's a wonderful movie. Uh, it's a little slow, but it's a great movie. And uh, from my understanding, it's very very accurate. Um, worth the watch for sure nice. if you're interested in this stuff at all. Well, if we were going to talk about the greatest bar in the world to sit at, uh, you know that the what would make that better would be sipping on some Cedar Ridge whiskey. You know they love whiskey back yeah. then, but I can't imagine how terrible the whiskey tasted oh, yeah. back then. Yeah, not distilled very well, not, no. aged, not aged properly. Not yeah. Iowa corn. Come no, on. If you're using Iowa corn like the greatest whiskey company in America, Cedar Ridge, you get the best whiskey. They've been with us for a long time. We've been talking about it. We hope that you've tried it. If you haven't, what are you waiting for? You can either go to your local distributor, you can ask them to get it, or you can actually order it straight to your doorstep. You can get the flagship bourbon. Make a little cocktail. My favorite. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Mix it up with the bitters and maybe smoke the glass a little bit. Make a cocktail with it. You could get the American Quintessential Single Malt, which personally for me, I'm, I'm a cube. I'm one cube. Single malt, let the water, let the, the ice melt a little bit, bring the flavor out. There you go. Well, I, I hate, we've talked about this. We are not scotch fans, but this single malt is incredible. Yep. Amazing. That's why we went with our single malt. That's what I'm saying. And we made our whiskey with them. <laughs> I've, I've had people, I've, I've had a little bit. I've gotten a great opinion from another buddy of mine. Yeah. I had somebody send me a picture of a bottle that they saw. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, this yeah. is great. You could you could even do the collaboration they did with Sleep Token, the best metal band in the world. <laughs> I'm just joking. It's Slipknot. That's Forget an, ins- that's an inside joke. Slipknot, the best thing to come out of Iowa, along with Cedar Ridge, has combined to make their own whiskey. You should understand that this company is incredible. They're local. They're in our backyard. They're great people. And it, we're not telling you this just to say it. Like This is the best whiskey in the world. So yeah. please go to CedarRidgeDistillery.com. Check them out. Learn more about it. CedarRidgeDistillery.com. CedarRidgeDistillery.com. Don't be a dummy. Be responsible. Scene four with bounty hunters seeking. Chavez leads the others on a peyote trip. After this, they have a shootout with Buckshot Roberts. They kill Roberts, but not before Dick is killed and the men flee. Doc visits Yen's son before the rejoining the gang, and they kill the corrupt sheriff, William J. Brady, and his men. This is where the movie turns. Yeah, yeah for where me. The, where the hell do we go, guys? We got this guy coming from the north towards us. We got that guy coming from the west. This guy coming from the east. Where the hell do we go? Chavez is like, I know. Let's do hard psychedelics. <laughs> it seems like the worst decision they could ever make. I've got an Doesn't idea. It? Let's go to the sky. <laughs> How about we go up? 
we'll go, forever. We'll, we'll go into. But may he, he truthfully might have believed though that they became invincible at that point. They're going into the spirit world. Mm. Are they, are they invincible? Like we talk about a little bit later when they ride through the town. I mean, look, man, yeah, Coyote's a hell of a drug. All right, we talk, we talk about liquid courage, you know, in today's world of having a beer or something. Maybe peyote is just like an ongoing. Like liquid courage. If it's anything, I mean, it's not. I like from what I hear, nothing like uh, uh, Adderall. But I, one time I took half an Adderall, I felt like I could do fucking everything. <laughs> I know. And, when, uh, when I'm on Albuterol, dude, fucking my life <laughs> yeah, is crazy. I gotta tell you, bro. I gotta tell you. It was a heavy workload day, and I took an Adderall, and I'm like, I got that shit done, uh, dude. Let's, what's next? Let's 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 fix that porch right now. And then the next day, I came back, and everything was uh, half done. Yes. So <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> Kind of uh, what do you guys think about this scene? It I, seems like a, 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 a you know a non sequitur di- divergence from the story, but it's 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 dude. When I was a kid, I was like I didn't understand what was happening, right? But it, who who cares? Because it's kind of funny. They're doing funny stuff. I I fucking love this scene. I do like, too. Like I don't know why. It's just it's it's normally you'd be like cut that. We don't need this. But maybe it's just because I love all of these actors so much. And they're different ways of portraying stuff. And yeah. like Chavez just going, <laughs> oh, the mountain. You got one dude throwing up. You got one dude shooting guns. In fact, ooh, here's a prop. I've been peyote? thinking about getting. Yeah, what? <laughs> you want the peyote? Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. No, I want I want Billy the Kid's hat with all the flowers. Oh, nice. He clearly went around and was like, ooh, flower. He picked, ooh, he picked weed. The, the, what a pretty stupid flower. brushes and weird and weed. Yeah. So so Kiefer Sullivan didn't have to give more to Yen Sun. <laughs> it just shows <laughs> He saw him picking it. He's like, ooh, Here's I Here's some those. leaves. It shows it shows how much Billy is a kid because he's like, Oh, that's a cool flower. It's like that's a dandelion. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's all it is. Oh, I got you a flower, Mom. I was That's thinking, a dandelion. Mm, I was I, outside I for four hours looking for four-leaf clovers. Four-leaf clovers. Your dad's been trying to kill dandelions for three years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're giving it to me as a gift. And now, and now you you, plicked a, you you plucked a bunch, and then you threw them in random places, and now they're going to sprout again. That has so, Roundup on it. Yep. Did you put that in your mouth? <laughs> I hope you didn't put it in your mouth. Did you color your arm with it? <laughs> yes. Because now you have Roundup on your you arm. You fucking awesome. dirt kid. You're going to have cancer. Monsanto. You fucking mud kid. <laughs> How did I raise a mud kid? As far as prop i want mm. <laughs> how did i raise a mud kid no god they, why every once in a while they just turn out to be mud kids or they uh, turn out to be insufferable book nerds uh, inside uh, kid oh, or god, mud kid. god damn he's going through his mud kid phase <laughs> that's, it, that's in, I gotta be the name of a band mud kid Dude, you're gonna you're, <laughs> Do you want to hear a note that I have on my phone? Yes. No. I'm going to tell you this right now. It's for it's it's inside baseball guys. TCB merch that I'm I'm working on. One says Mud Kid Banty. <laughs> Good shit. Inside Kid Banty. We got to have the juxtaposition. There you uh, go. I'm going with the revolver that uh, Billy the Kid takes from that dude in the bar. Yeah. When that's a good uh, Charlie Brodrie gets his uh, gets his dick wet. Yeah. I that, like that, that a lot, pistol, actually. that pistol, the guy. No, oh, yeah, that's a good moves. one. Wait, 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 wait. The the pistol. Say it again. He's like, this is this is the pistol that killed him, so and so. Okay. He's like, oh, let me see that. He's like, because he, he's it's the guy looking for Billy the Kid. Yeah. In that scene, I want his pistol, his gun. I gotcha. It's like nickel plate. The one that killed so and so. The nickel just shine though. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, I want the chest that they throw Billy the Kid out the window with. <laughs> nice. That's cool. what I want. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I love that. I love the pianos. I love the peyote scene, and uh, and but I also really I think my favorite part maybe is when they're still on it, but they go through the the Native American yeah. village, 
<laughs> like, why hey, aren't they killing? Us? Hey, did you know we're in the spirit world? <laughs> like, and, and it actually, I kind of wonder what, why did they get through there? Yeah, I don't know. You know, was this just because Chavez was there? By the way, Chavez looks like a fucking badass. He's like fucking he just got dope. done with a rad set with the Misfits. Yes, he yeah, does, yeah. man. It's like he just did a did a guest a guest spot with Ghost. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's like, or he's in Behemoth. Let's, yeah. just, let's just keep going with it. I'm, I'm sleep token. Yeah. I'm down. There you go. Yeah, Dude, yeah. yeah. No, I, I just really like it. And also, just a fun Kiss. fact for anybody out there yeah. rewatching the movie. Yeah. <laughs> And when when they do go through that village, Doc's got a mask over his face that was not actually Kiefer Sutherland. That's right. Yeah, he that's was right. like uh, he went uh, the birth of his first child or something like that. He had to leave, and they're like, "Oh, just put put Steve on the horse and put a mask <laughs> wow, over him." Wow, Wow, guess he's got a little mixed up on his priorities. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, I gotta go see my kid who's just got uh, born. Uh, like that's important. This movie's gonna define my career. Yeah. You know, there's two there's two <laughs> important docs in the history of the Western. That's ethos so, and you're gonna walk out on this one did you did you job. think for at least a millisecond that this was doc holiday no i did for one second i was like wait a minute no, okay, just, a second. i just for no. one second was like are they implying that doc holiday was also <laughs> with billy the kid at some point oh never mind i'm pretty that was sure a stupid thought. i'm pretty sure that doing any sort of like medical kind of like studies back in the west you didn't actually have to have a degree no it was just like oh yeah i uh I went and took a, a half of a CPR class, actually. <laughs> I'm actually a certified it's like, lifeguard. It's like, it's like, oh, really? In the desert? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you learn how to and, suck out rattlesnake poison. Yeah. He's like, or he's like, well, yeah, actually, I, uh, I, uh, I, I put a belt, my belt around some guy's bullet wound at one point. Uh, wow, you must be a doctor. Well, not really. Hey, Hey, you guys should meet my friend Doc. We call him Doc now. <laughs> this is Doc. It's like, oh yeah, I, I fell down once and got a boo boo on my knee, and he put a band aid on it. Yeah. Uh, so actually, uh, my my friend when we were kids, uh, he fell uh, off of his horse, and his bone was sticking out. So I I just put leaves on it, <laughs> and I uh, and rubbed it on, and and put more dirt, and then he was okay. They He's got a limp. Guy. He's got a limp, but ever since then they call me Doc. He's just like. I got a gaping open wound, and it just—I I think it's getting infected. And Doc's just got like a, a bottle of Cedar Ridge. And he's like, "Oh, you're good to go." There you go. <clears throat> Take a swig of that. Actually, <laughs> I feel right. I feel right as rain. Yeah, you'll feel good. Uh, I, I do. I do love this uh, Buckshot Robert scene too. Yeah, something about this dude, like how awesomely calm this guy is. Mm-hmm. It it threw me off guard when it was like, oh, here's just a guy and he's just talking to him and he kind of goes, well, which which one of y'all is Billy? Well, I get I get one fifty for Billy, one ten for the rest of you. Well, whatever, I guess. And just like, <laughs> I ain't just, talking to you, you peckerhead, some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love this guy. So good, man. <laughs> and I guess this guy was real. Yeah. And he was like a feared son of a bitch, a badass of all badass. Yes. And was he actually killed in this? Then? Yes. So like, this is when he did die. Yeah. Wow, a gut shot wound. He he died like three days later inside that. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like, potty, he I never guess. left. It's like he didn't die right away, but they they left and he, he was dead. They I, yeah, I found him dead. You know, you've gone into a Porto John before, like uh, the next day after like a big festival or something like yes. that, and it's just one of the most disturbing places. It's you've ever been. the place you don't want to die. Yes, you know. Can you imagine what an old west outhouse was like? Because they don't like show up with the truck and like pull no. the sewage out. Yeah, it just stays there. Just dig a hole and then like, well, that one's filled. Yeah, that was <laughs> covered full. up. Well, that's full. Bring Shitter's the concrete full. truck. Shader's full. 
That sounds like a terrible place to die. I uh, yeah, I love this scene. I think it's fucking awesome. Let's dance. It's fucking so yes. cool. Well, it's so it's so calm. Yeah, that's what I. How said. is this right? Like you said, like you're saying, it's like how is there like. I, I can't tell if it's like this weird respect, if it's this like strange, well, we're going to try to scare him off, but he just, he just rolls up. He's like, yeah, I just need to know what I need, who I need to kill. <laughs> uh, okay, great. Choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo. I mean, I guess all you will do, but it. I need to pick out which one of you yeah. is Billy the Kid. Like, you're all fine, but like, I just need to make sure he's here because yeah. that's really what I need to get done. <laughs> And then, and he's just standing in the middle. Of, I mean, uh, well, yeah. he, he uh, technically he is around a horse aura. Yeah. So I think that kind of shields him from being shot. I agree. I agree. The horse aura, he's he's around the. But horse, that so. horse aura, like, will take every time it takes a bullet, it, yeah. it drains. So it he's got to. He's got to eventually get away. Yeah. yeah. And it takes time. It, like, there's like a buffer. Yep. That it, it has, will that build has to back rebuild up. back up. But right you around. Have to, you have to get away from the bad guys and let the sheriff badges. If you go didn't down know, from, yep. if you didn't know, though, there was like a little hidden spot for a health thing. It was like behind the rock. Oh, but they didn't right. know it. He didn't oh, know that, so he could have just gone over there. Would have refilled right away. Well, they should have used that for Dick. Yeah. Well, Dick's kind of an idiot. How did he not? How was he ten feet away from the out, outhouse and didn't see and a, how do you a shotgun barrel coming out of? Did you ruin a death scene, <laughs> dude? The like, it's oh. it's editing and his performance. Oh. Is like, and then they never show him again. They it's, just show a weird body on the ground. It's true. He. It's not a great death. Like getting shot scene. He's like on one foot. Yeah, <laughs> fucking it's hate like, it. It's like, dude, it's it's just it's one shot. Yeah, it's not like you're getting peppered by gunfire. You don't have like six squibs on you. Okay, yeah. like you're just it's one shot, and the the all those BBs don't hit you like. <laughs> 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 like make no, it count, do. Charlie. Make, make it, it count. count. Make, it, make it look cinematic. Swing away, Charlie. <laughs> Quarter of an inch, Charlie. Uh, like. I just don't understand. I, I don't love that scene. I don't love how it is. I but I understand because I feel like, like I said, like we said, be in the uh, when he sends Billy the Kid in to get Henry Hill to kind of root him out. Yeah, from the bar. It's like Dick knew that was his mistake, and so now he's got to be the one to step up and go and root this guy out. That makes sense. And he's got to prove something, and then it's it ends up in his demise. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, Charlie Sheen is pr- pretty enough that you don't want to have him get shot in the head, but in real life, Dick Brewer was shot like, right between yes. the eyes. Really? Yeah. It was just, I mean, a lot of people were shot in between the eyes in this movie and don't go down right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. no, well, was it, was it McCluskey or was it, was it Dick Brewer that... One of them, if not, shoot, probably both of them, who knows, because of, you know, I'm sure reporting was really, really uh, accurate oh, at that yeah. point in time, as we know in this movie. But it's like one of them got their head blown off. Like they're fun. It was, I That's mean, fun. right off the top. Like I their forehead didn't exist anymore. Yeah. It's, hard to, it's hard to carry on after that. Yeah, it can be what tough. I, what I hear. Yeah, I think you're right. So we'll do, jump into some uh, Lou Diamond Phillips talk here. So Hell, yeah. do it. So the reason I wanted to bring it up here is this is when he kind of has his moment, right? He has his speech. Yeah. And and I still to this day cannot determine whether I think it's good or not. Like his his yeah. performance in the really? scene. Yeah, I just don't know, right? Because I love Lou Diamond Phillips. Like he is such a cool motherfucker. God, and that, I love that hair. That's what I'm saying. He is just so badass, and I love him in this movie, but I just don't know about this scene. Yeah. You know when I'm he's talking about his mom, and like, yeah, like, 
sometimes at some points I'm like, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, yeah. I'm indifferent on his whole performance in the whole movie. <laughs> right. I so the reason that I feel that way at points or like during this speech is their reaction to it. Okay. And I and I can't tell if it makes it more impactful. Like so, everyone else, it makes it more impact, impactful. But then you have Billy the Kid being like. Yeah, but you're still a bitch. <laughs> and it's just like, you yeah. know, you're walking away and and really deteriorating the like level of the severity of this story. And that is that is those are true stories. Like, yeah. I mean, that whether that exactly happened to Chavez or not, I mean, those that happened for the natives. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about that before. And people like Jack Palance's character Murphy would yeah. probably have done that. 100%. Yeah, exactly. But I also did read that apparently he was like really sick during that scene. Mm-hmm, like 104 so, temperature. So, so maybe that oh has something God. to play Blue Diamond Phillips was? Yes, yeah. Oh, he wanted, we, we he wanted get to get it done. Yeah, he's like, I, I want to do this and I'm, then I'm going to go fucking crawl Girl. up in a <laughs> in an actual bathroom yep. and yeah. die. Oh, man. I I appreciate the scene. I really do. There is a like upon current rewatch I was like moved by it. Yeah. So yeah. I will give it that. Cool. For sure. Well, let's finish this out. So last scene, they meet with a furious Alex who revokes their badges. Billy kills an arrogant bounty hunter and the gang escapes to Mexico where Charlie marries a local woman. At Alex's house in Lincoln, the gang is surrounded by Murphy's men and famed bounty hunter John Kinney. Realizing they were lured into a trap, a massive shootout and standoff occurs. In the end, only Chavez, Billy and Doc survive. Um, this The whole cockiness of uh, Billy the Kid. Um because of the headlines and everything, which one to another uh, kind of fun thing is that like they were terrified when, especially Billy the Kid, they were terrified in real life when they saw the headlines. Like, Fuck, we are fucked. You know, kind of like uh. Charlie Baudrillo is. He wasn't stoked about it like he is in the movie. But it is cool to see uh, Emilio Estevez as Billy the Kid just like behind Sheriff yeah. Brady be like, Oh, I'm fucking sure. Oh, oh look at me. Oh, look at me. Big swinging dick. Oh, it's fucking great. It's so dope. And that that scene, I might as well talk about it. The scene in the saloon when yeah. when Charlie, what Charlie's getting his prostitute on, I think. Which, by the way, did you read the? Yeah, yes. apparently it's supposed to be his mom. <laughs> Yeah, like which in you a can kind of tell yeah. after after well, we after just want to cuddle. Like, we just well, want to cuddle. Well, like now I kind of get it. Yeah, because like something you can see something kind of come over that actress's yes. face too. Like he's like, oh, 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 this kind of feels right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like uh, that motherly connection. Yes. yes, apparently. But uh, I but yeah. I do love Billy the kids. Uh, I mean, this is like frightening. It's, this is to see someone so unhinged. Uh, in this moment, and that guy's just so fucked. You know, right? Takes like, such oh. pleasure in fucking with somebody before yes. you kill them. You know, like I could just kill you now, but I'm gonna fuck with. That's you like first. sadomasochistic. Yes, and, and like, and that's the thing too. I mean, I know we are reviewing the movie, and and I hate to keep doing this, but like for, in real life, I think he didn't like killing people. He just had to do it sometimes. Yeah. He wasn't like a madman like he is in this movie. I don't think. Well, there's there's a point. Uh, there is a point in uh, the movie The Kid. That mm. really helps portray this too, um, when he is like kind of captive in a in a uh, not brothel, but like basically a little hotel in a bubble bar um, where they're staying, so he can get transferred to Lincoln or whatnot to be prosecuted. And there is a point where one of the people that's helping to hold him captive, he ends up killing, and he's he, he's very like remorseful. He's like, I didn't want to do that. I told him not to do anything. Yeah. I told him to stop. Don't run. Like just like step back. Get out of my way. That's all it is. And he starts to run and yell and he shoots him and he had to do it. That's He's like, real I too. didn't I didn't want to kill him. I, I told him what to do right. and he didn't listen. And that's more real than like 
the stuff with Brady. Yeah, right? I agree. But like in, in that same, in, in the real, that story, that is true. There was another guy that, that went away that came back yeah. who was fucking with Billy the Kid while he was in prison. Right. And so he took in great pleasure in killing that guy. Sure. Howdy, dick, or whatever his name was. He just blew him away. But uh, yeah, uh, so like he killed bullies. He didn't like killing. He didn't, he didn't like bu- bullies. Yeah, Billy didn't like bullies. Uh, <laughs> Billy the bully killer. Uh, it was another alias, actually. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, uh, they fun. just felt kid was shorter. Took up less letters on the letterpress. Uh, uh, so, but the the thing with Brady, it also speaks to. I do like the show of like uh, not ignorance, but uh, but pride in. Mm-hmm. I'm a big lawman, and I'm gonna kill. Billy the Kid mm-hmm. and his crew, and but first I'm going to get my dick wet. That's right, <laughs> because and and it shows the ignorance of it because, well, Billy the Kid he's like this, looks like this. Here's the gun I'm going to use to kill him, and all that stuff. It's like you're talking to Billy the Kid, <laughs> and it shows the ignorance of not only like the newspapers, yes. but then the people that they are feeding this information yes. to. I ain't left-handed. Yeah, he right. Right, like uh, there was a, a photo of Billy the Kid, and because it's like the the photos at the time would be re- in reverse, yeah. mm-hmm. showed him as a left handed so shooter. Was so it's like I ain't left handed. <laughs> like what the heck's going on? Like there's the papers got nothing People right, idiots. and it, it almost kind of feeds to the comedy of it. Yeah, uh, like it's like a dark comedy aspect of this movie. Yeah. Well, we get to this final shootout, man, and I mean, like, are you guys in on this? You, do you like the way this movie ends? Like this big old standoff. I think it's cool. I mm. think it, um, as far as like knowing the entirety of the story, this is like half half of it. Yeah, you know, and I and I it makes me want to watch Young Guns too, which I haven't yet, um, in a while anyway. Uh, but I want to see it wrap up because that's the story to me, and, it, and I have to imagine that this like is a kind of quite a gamble to tell just half of this story. But this was, there was not, there's no way they intended a sequel. This was, I don't the, know. Mo- this was the movie. Dude. And like, I, why make it if you're not going to complete that story? Well, I mean, but, but maybe they just picked this, this section. This was the story, you know, cause they wouldn't have ended it with a, well, and then this guy died here and this guy went there. I guess it, this, doc, this doc's is a, transcription of it afterwards yes, that, is that's, very yeah. finite. Yes. yes. This is a, I guess this is sort of the bookend to the, uh, leading incident after this, yes, in in real life. But as far as the scene goes, I think it's great. I, you know, who doesn't love a we're outnumbered shootout yeah. scene in a house? And I, I Terry O'Quinn, yeah. Yeah, I fucking dude. love as Alex in this movie. Yes, um, really underrated. I, you know, it's what his like third movie might be. It was Tombstone was one. I know. Um, yeah, I it's fucking cool ass scene he just gets who knew they had a gatling gun the whole time that just comes <laughs> oh out of nowhere god. you're like oh there you oh god wow yeah gatling gun oh okay yeah that's not good that was a <laughs> manned by a country singer uh yeah uh, it was like randy, randy travis. travis yes it was randy, randy travis. travis like hey can i be in your movie uh yeah did you guys see what? tom cruise it yes. happened to another i had to i had to go back and watch yeah. i was like i need to make sure on this i was like Okay. They they hit him very well. Yeah. I, it's hard to tell that it's him. But, but he's like one of the first uh, soldiers that get shot, right? When they when or they start like, coming down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. He's like one of the first ones. Look at look at it. They got a hat on him, a mustache, like all that stuff. I think it is just like okay. For those of you that don't under don't know, what we're talking about Tom Cruise was in this movie. Yes. Tom Cruise basically 
I mean, think about where he's at in his career. He he had already released Risky Business, Top Gun, Cocktail, Rain Man was coming out in a couple months. He's getting to he's moving up and stardom. I guess he was just there. Yeah. He was just on set. Just hanging out. And they're like, You want to do this? He's like, Yeah. And when you find him, we'll we'll show you a clip of it. You'll see him. It you're like, nah, it's not Tom Cruise. But then when he when he does get shot and his face goes yes. back, if you that's when you that's when you're like, Oh my god, that's Absolutely. Tom Cruise. That's freaking Tom Cruise. And on top of that too, is like uh they already filmed a lot of Emilio Estevez's like yes. shootout scenes. And so for like the shot reverse shot, they, he was just on set too. He's like, I'm bored. Can I just be somebody? So he was dressed up in the background so as one of the soldiers shooting at himself. That's right. Yes. Like it's to to just say Tom Cruise is like I've never really been in a western. Yeah, yeah. can I be in your uh be on your thing? Yeah, sure. Hey, uh, Tom Cruise wants to see if he can find a place like a uh, in our movie. He doesn't even want him like credit. He just just put him. Oh, in there. you mean our buddy that we do cocaine with on the weekends? <laughs> oh yeah, throw him in there. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, I remember hey, him. Emilio. I remember him from the Outsiders. Yeah, come on in. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, you got anything else on this one? Uh, I think that's it for me, man. Negatory. All right. We have talked about this with a modern day rating. We got to give it modern day ratings because I said that twice. So <laughs> so let's do it. AJ, what do you got on this one, man? I, I find this movie extremely fun. Um, but there is a point when nowadays there are two types of movies. Um, there are the ones that are trying to have fun with a story and there are ones that are trying to be true to a story. And I have to be in a mood for either one. Uh, yep. And, you know, I, the reason I brought up The Kid was because I thought it was I thought it was actually a, a very well-made movie. I don't believe it was highly received necessarily, but I do really like the portrayals and the characters in that. And then you think about, like, if, if I'm doing that kind of comparison, um, take it back that 30 years, whatever it is, you know, 25-some years, that we are talking about this movie... Um, it's tough. It's tough to like fall back to it to allow the uh, um, fun of like a story like this because especially when you do the research and you're like, this was not a fun time. Nope. <laughs> so that being said, uh, again, like any movie, I think you have to be able to at least pull yourself away from that and accept a movie for what it is and review it as such. And I love the cast of this movie. I love uh, the way that they do choose to tell the story. I think that it gets a little too cut up. I feel like sometimes we say I think a movie could like cut off 15 minutes. I feel like they probably could have added 15 okay. minutes in okay. some points just to give me a little bit more context. You know, give me a Ulysses cut. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and I would have probably fallen in love with this movie a little bit more. Um, but unfortunately, I think I've just fallen in like, uh, at, this like, like at this point in my life. I like like this movie, yeah. but I don't love it. So that being said, I think I think honestly, we're probably going to fall somewhere around the six point seven five range. Six point seven size for the AJ Sean. Yes, you got it. Am I am I going? (laughs) I don't know. I'll go. Um, (laughs) Young Guns. I think this movie's really fun, man. I think uh, the first time I went through it, I'm like, I don't know, Charlie Sheen, and I'm not sure about Emilio Estevez, and you know, then Louis Diamond Phillips. But then I watched it again. I'm like, this is just fun. Yep. And I think it's a perfect representation of uh, taking liberties with a historical thing and making it 80s, capital 8, mm-hmm. 80s with mm. the music and everything. I think, you know, why, why not have that? It's like a almost like a uh, Quentin Tarantino with Inglorious Bastards kind of thing. You know, just take some liberties with it a little bit. You're doing it in this time. You have this cast. 
go with it. You know, mm-hmm. get some Bon Jovi in there a couple years later. Not yet. Um, yeah, I think I think it's really fun. You know, I I do think that uh, it's a shame that it's not like the whole story in one. But I get it, it's a long story, um, and it's kind of uh, it's kind of tied up in a, in a little bit of a too too pretty of a bow for me. Yeah, towards the end. But uh, I still think it's a blast, man. I I will watch this anytime it's on. Seven point five for me. Seven point nice. five for the Sean. So I guys, I don't know, I don't know what it was on this watch, uh, but I I I you guys don't because I just compared your ratings. I like this better than Tombstone. Nice. Wow. I, I don't know. It's Maybe it's just that 80s vibe to it and the funness, because Tombstone's not very fun. No. Sure. This is just fun, and I like the characters, and I just, I don't know. It seems a little more rewatchable to me than Tombstone does at this point after modern day reviewing this, and I... I love it. I mean, I'm not going crazy or anything, but I'm going 7.4 on this. Wow. We got to go to Bud Larson. Thanks for picking this, Bud. This was a fun watch. He says, I watched this on Amazon Prime. According to critics, Young Guns was deemed closer to history in some ways than earlier films of the Lincoln County War. The relationship between Tunstall and Murphy was particularly close to historical accuracy. The killings of Henry Hill and Jay McCloskey are also particularly close to the historical record as well. The portrayals of Josiah Doc Skurlock, Jose Chavez, E. Chavez, by the way, is his full name. Yeah. Richard Dick Brewer and Charlie Beaudry are all of whom are not in earlier movie versions of the story are praised. I like watching this movie, but every time I get to the part where they drink that mystery shit from Chavez <laughs> and the next day no one is acting themselves, to me it seems that 17 minutes doesn't need to be in the movie. I agree. They could have made some of the shootouts a little longer. Also, the ending where Billy is pushed out the window while on a trunk, there are so many things that could have happened. <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. What if I he know. died in okay. the trunk? What a, okay. what a fucking wanted, ride, man. I just want to. I, I needed to say this because it's the reason why I picked the prop, right? Like the reason I picked the prop is because it's gonna have freaking blood stains from when his kneecaps blew out <laughs> because that's probably outlanded. Or it's like, or it's like he's just like, all right, this is gonna be fucking great. Right. It's gonna be fucking great. And it's just like uh, right on his head. Dude, Luckily, he, my neck broke my fall. He says that the trunk could have landed upside down or facing the wrong way. He completely. should, should have come out of that trunk and been like. Fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck, or, or instead, it's not even like it's not even like locked right. So it just, <laughs> it's like, full it of out. packing peanuts, <laughs> <laughs> and he just comes sprawling out, ah! like, like doubled over on himself, like Billy. Good fucking good, fucking Billy. Point, my God, you okay, <laughs> Billy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trunk, the trunk could have up, landed upside down or facing the wrong way. Also, it looked like he was the prime target right in the open. You're telling me that Billy was approximately 50 feet away in the open and no one shot him. I also noticed John Kinney had a bottle of Cedar Ridge whiskey. You're welcome. In his left hand while shooting his rifle. Lastly, why does everyone shoot from the hip? I still say regulators mount up to my kids and my nine-year-old says, is that (laughs) from a movie like 50 years ago, dad? My son is such a smart ass. Love that kid. I still find myself watching this in Tombstone from time to time. I forgot to say something about how awesome the soundtrack is in my last review uh, of American Graffiti. I thought the score was pretty decent in this movie. Most punchable face is McCloskey or Murphy, but they both get shot in the face by Billy, so that's worse than getting punched in the face. <laughs> Prop from the movie would be uh, picture Billy tried to give Alex of himself. I like that. Oh, yeah. Modern day rating, 8.3. Nice. Oh, uh, so we're popping up here, boys. We are a 7.49, which is still not above Tombstone. But it's close. 7.49 on the grand scale of things is going to take this movie all alone to the 57th spot. Going to be right below 
Tombstone and Tommy Boy right above Big Trouble in Little China and Fast Times at Ridgemont. Perfect. No, that's great. Feel good about that, don't you? I love that. I love that, man. Well, we hope you enjoyed the episode, everybody. Thanks for being here. Tune in next week. Spooky season starts. Let's go. We got Shaun of the Dead, which, by the way, if you were like, I've never seen Shaun of the Dead, just immediately go watch it. Whatever you doing with your life. What, what are you doing with your life? Followed by Blair Witch. Oh. And if I you can't new wait. The, and if you're new to the podcast, go back this time last year. We did Fast Times at Ridgemont High in Los Angeles with our friends, uh, Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Yeah, dude. That the dudes. That was a fun one. Oh, so yeah. go check that out a year ago today. Man, that's great. Oh, I need to go back and listen to that. I want to hear our friends talk again with yeah. us. Uh, guys, thank you so much for being here uh, and hanging out and listening this whole time with us. You're still listening. You know you are. Make sure you leave us a five-star review uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any platform that you are listening on. Catch us on social media at Confused Breakfast. Search for Confused Breakfast anywhere possible. And by God, check us out on YouTube. We love hanging out on YouTube. You get to see us and get all the little funny physical jokes that don't come through in audio. Yeah. Confusedbreakfast.com. Go take a look at our merch. You can get some pins. You can get some shirts. You can get some custom-plated nickel uh, guns with our logo on it. You can get some sheriff badges. Sheriff badges. Who needs the singing badges? Um, Mm. Yeah, you can go to the same damn website and see our ratings of every movie we've ever done. See my ratings. See AJ's ratings. See Mike's ratings. And then see our combined ratings as a show. Goodbye. I love you. Regular sound up. Support this podcast by supporting our sponsors. HelloFresh, Shopify, Cedar Ridge, and go to patreon.com slash confusedbreakfast to be a Patreon supporter. Directly sponsor the show. We are produced by Upload Media Group in Cedar Rapids. We got Agro Craig on the controls. Yo. Doing the damn thing. And we are part of the Cloud 10 iHeart Podcast Network. Learn more. Cloud10.fm. Goodbye. Goodbye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.